0: Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Kim, I could hear you. Hey, hey, this is Coach Dr. Kim. I have with me today, Kim Ali. She is an inclusive wellness consultant and I've had her on the show before and she has graciously agreed to come back on to share with us something exciting that has happened and I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'm going to allow her to tell the story, but she is now a renowned author. So Kim, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Kim, thank you so much for having me back on your show again. It's a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited. Um, So tell us all about the book that you had the opportunity to be part of and how it became an opportunity in the first place. I mean, you know, this doesn't happen (laughs) every day.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Um, Well... So just to give you a little bit of context of how the book evolved, um, I don't know if I shared my story on your um, initial episode, um, but I was working at a uh, Fortune 500 company and um, unfortunately lost my job to systemic racism. Um, I was living overseas, Co-workers accused me of stealing from another co-worker, and I was terminated um, immediately and never really healed from that experience. So mind you, this happened towards the end of 2019. Um, made it back to the States and COVID happened. And that's when we really started to see a lot of emphasis on systemic racism and the social injustices of people of color. And and I believe it was May of 2020, that's when we witnessed the murder of George Floyd. Mm. And at that point, you could not deny anymore that systemic racism is not happening and it's embedded in every industry. And so when I saw that murder of an innocent man, uh, it triggered something in me and it triggered what happened to me um, at my job when I was living overseas um, because I had been labeled all the adjectives that um, people typically use to describe African-Americans. They accused me of being angry, of being um, insubordinate, um, they accused me of threatening people. And the reason why I lost my job is because they accused me of stealing, of using another coworker's credit card. And so that triggered something in me, and I knew I wasn't healed. And so, I, about a month after George Floyd's murder, I had the opportunity to share my story with a small media company. And Kim, the story went viral. People either publicly commented on my post or DM me saying, oh, my God, me too. Mm. Something similar happened to me, you know, either at my current position or previous uh, position. And so at that point, I knew that, okay, you know, this might be a calling. This might be something that I'm meant to do. So maybe about two, three months after that, I was on LinkedIn, and um, someone uh, was looking for Black women to share their story about systemic racism in the workplace. And this individual is um, Dr. Carrie Yazid. She has published um, books before on the topic. And so I said, you know what? let me share my story. You know, I shouldn't be afraid or ashamed of what happened to me. And I submitted my story and I was selected. Um, Myself and 12 other courageous Black women had their story chosen. And together we co-authored a book and the name of the book is Everyday Struggle how toxic workspaces impact Black women. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I received the opportunity to share my story and co-author a book. I mean, that is
0: absolutely amazing. And the book is amazing. And being a Black woman myself and having experienced some um, implicit bias, prejudice, racism, the gamut in workspaces, um, I could relate to so many of the stories that were told. And Kim, I had heard your story before, and even because I've spoken with you, and then I heard, again, the brief synopsis you just gave, but when I read it mm-hmm. and actually heard the read the details, I could yeah. feel the emotion attached to it, it was like I had heard it for the first time. So yeah. Kudos to you for putting it into writing in such an expressive way. And I encourage all the listeners to actually get the book and read the stories. It's, I mean, even if you just heard this brief retelling, it does not fully give you the sense of the experience that Kim had overseas and what that did and the impact that it had yeah. and the courage and bravery that it took to overcome. Um, as she has done so well and continues to do. Um, So how does it feel to have gotten to the point where so many people are learning about the experience that you have?
1: Well, you know, it's bittersweet. Um, It's bitter because I'm coming in to contact with so many other people and not just Black people either. Mm. I've had, yeah, I've had people, um, Asian, uh, East Indian, Hispanic, reach out to me and share similar experiences as well. And so it's really disheartening to meet so many people that are, you know, victims of systemic racism and microaggression in the workplace and they feel helpless You know, Mm -hmm. they don't have allies to amplify their voice. They, organizations don't have system processes or policies in place to hold people accountable for these actions. And so it's really sad. Um, Mm -hmm. However, on the other hand, I say it's sweet because sharing my story has been very therapeutic. And now I get to work with organizations to prevent what happened to me happened to other people. So we get to work on, you know, uh, creating policies and programs in place to protect people of color and, you know, the LGBTQ community and the, the disabled community as well. Um, so it, it, it's it been a journey, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you kind of alluded to this in your, um, in what you just said, but your title is Inclusive Wellness Consultant. And I mean, how do you go from working overseas for a Fortune 500 company and then moving into being an inclusive wellness consultant? I mean, I'm presuming it has something to do with the journey, but tell us more about how that experience now aligns with just your overall trajectory and your career life goals and what you're aiming to do Sure, going forward.
1: Well, when I started my business, um, I tap danced around (laughs) systemic racism and (laughs) microaggression. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I talked
1: a lot about burnout Mm -hmm. and mental health. Um, because that is a part of it. You know, when you experience microaggression, that is a form of burnout, you know, whether we want to realize it or not. And the reason why I avoided talking about systemic racism is because of fear. You know, I, that was my trauma. Mm -hmm. I was traumatized from that experience. And I was afraid that if I did speak about this topic, no one would want to work with me or I would lose clients or I would turn people off. But as I started to share my story, you know, I realized, do I really want to work with an organization that doesn't want me to share my story? Or do I really want to be associated with people that can't respect my journey? Hmm. And so I started, you know, just finding the courage to talk more about it because when I was going through that trauma, it affected me mentally and physically. And so inclusive wellness, is about, um, you know, identifying with employees of color, understanding their story. Um, What are their barriers to health and wellness? Um, You know, let's be real. If you have two Caucasian people that are married and both are working, but you have a single mom um, you know, she doesn't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, or she might not have the time to go get the massages or go to the gym. And so, how can we create, you know, an environment where people feel like they belong? And how can we create a healthy environment for everyone who is employed there? And so, that's basically um, where this journey is leading me onto. And I feel like it's me, you know, it's my passion, it's my story, and I get to help people along the way. And so, Kim, forgive me for
0: throwing a curveball, but um, with the example you just gave, um, it made me think of this question, but I am confident that you've got this. Um, So, when you say inclusive wellness, and you alluded to it, that it's just not um, Black people that have had these experiences. Um, I know that depending on which circles you're in and having these conversations, when you say DEI or use the word um, diversity or inclusive, people automatically go to race. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit about what inclusive actually means?
1: Absolutely. Inclusive means that everyone feels like they belong and they have a place. Um, Yes, some races do get the brunt of it more than others, but we have to keep in mind there are other demographics that are involved. There's different religions. Um, there's different uh sexual orientations you have people with disabilities and so when we say inclusive we have to take into account everyone who you know is doesn't fit into the stereotypical um you know white caucasian male demographics Mm -hmm. and you also have um age ageism Mm -hmm. is a big thing i know especially in nursing um from what I understand, there's a huge problem with the younger nurses <laughs> and, you know, the older nurses, and leadership is having a difficult time managing the younger nurses. So that's what inclusive means, taking into account everyone, every employee.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just really wanted to, to thank you for answering that. I wanted to pause on that for a moment because um, I, I might be on a little personal quest to bring everyone into the conversation, which in itself is focusing on inclusiveness so that people can stop opting out as if they don't have a role to play Mm -hmm. in um, these conversations, because to work toward inclusivity, it takes everyone's Mm -hmm. um, contribution. So it's not, you can't say, well, I'm not Black, I don't have nothing to do with this, or I'm not Hispanic, this is not for me. This is everyone's invited to the party, as they say, Um, and that's what inclusiveness is. Everybody got an invitation, and they got a ride, and they got something to wear. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) As we go feed them, (laughs) you know, it's funny you say that because the people who feel, um, you know, that they don't want to get involved because they're not black or Muslim or you know gay, if anything. They have the most important role because they are our Mm. allies, right? Our allies are the ones that are going to advocate for us. And they're Mm. going to open doors for us and give us a seat at the table. So if anything, we need you because you are the ones that are going to help elevate us to the next level.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Collaboration. We got to work together. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And so with that, I mean, have you, so what has the overall response been um, since, I know you've been telling your story prior to the book, and now imprint in the book. Have you seen more allies come, or what? What has the response been?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So great question. Um, several allies have responded. Um, however, opportunities for consulting, speaking, um, have presented themselves because of the oh, nice. book now mind you, the book came out, I think, November, so it's only been two months. Mm. (laughs) But -hmm. just within that short amount of time, um, yeah, several organizations have reached out to either do speaking engagements or some consulting. That is just
0: phenomenal. I mean, I was floored by, like, and I looked at the ratings and the category for the book. I mean, it went to number one, correct? Just like within a very short period of time yeah so I was like wow this is truly amazing and so when I saw that I mean not that I you know we wouldn't have bought it anyway but I was like well I gotta get my copy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you Kim for supporting thank you so oh, much
0: absolutely and I sent text messages to folks I was like y'all better get this <laughs> um <laughs> don't be don't be the last one um and so you know where's what's the next step on the journey
1: Oh, wow. Well, some things are in, you know, process right now. I don't want to speak on it because I don't want to jinx myself. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping an open mind. Um, mm. You know, this type of work is not easy. It takes a lot of courage. Um, it's very, it's uh, mentally challenging you know because not everyone like you said is open <laughs> to mm-hmm. you know change and to inclusive environments um but i'm just having faith in god you know um he gave me the courage to speak on this and i know he will you know support me and have my back and give me the courage to continue this journey and this work um so yeah just you know having faith keeping an open mind that sounds like a great plan
0: Um, (laughs) and so, you know, I'm just so glad that you were willing to come on the show today. And one of the reasons that I also asked him on the show was I'm kicking off a challenge on January 31st called the brave challenge. And, um, it's, you know, little heavy lifting on listeners part. Um, all they have to do is sign up and you can go to my website, www.kimreegis.com to do that. And you will get weekly content about brave, what it means to be brave. And I think Kim is an excellent example of that. And that's why I wanted to have her share her story. Because when I say brave, I mean, stepping up and doing what needs to be done and overcoming challenges and brave is really however you define it for yourself, because our journeys are so very different. But yeah. Ken, you are, I mean, you've used Courageous throughout your, our conversation today, and you truly embody bravery to me, and I think you live a very brave, bold, and courageous life. So I just want to thank you for living out that example and sharing it with others so that they can walk in that way, too. Um, oh, so thank you, Kim. Thank you. Yes, you are inspiration.
1: Well, I have to say to you, you, you live by those words as well, because even just having guests on your show to talk about this, you know, takes bravery and courage, right? Because you have listeners, you know, you want to try to cater to your listeners as well. And so, you know, having a topic like this, you know, shows a lot about your character as well. Well,
0: thank you so much. And you know, you are welcome back anytime. So keep on writing books and doing what you do and I'll have more reasons to um bring you up and say I need you back on we gotta tell them about this so
1: absolutely (laughs) my pleasure
0: thank you and again don't forget to buy the book um I know y'all got Amazon Prime or whatever y'all got y'all can have it by tomorrow Everyday Struggle How Toxic (laughs) Workplaces Impact Black Women presented by Dr. Carrie Yazid. am I saying that right yes that's correct okay and then go to www.kimregis.com and sign up for the brave challenge and i'm give you one more thing hire kim ali as your inclusive wellness consultant y'all got work to do people so <laughs> and that's what i've been thinking and you heard it from me coach dr kim regis so have a great day and we'll see you on the next show bye bye
1: to schedule a session with kim visit www. KimRegis.com, where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.